The hound is out and active again. I saw it take the DEA agent who arrested Alexia Preston. We need to start digging on the hound. It looks like she's sicking it on people and that needs to be dealt with. Anyone have any information on Preston now that she's out and about in the world again? Uh, yeah. Reagan and I have seen her and the hound quite recently. Too much to explain over text. Meet in Sacramento. I can grab Sherlock on my way. Uh, Rooster, bring the truck. Give me a couple days. I just went through the ringer and need some time to recover. Come out to mine on Saturday. We'll need a couple more skeins of red string. You're listening to The Redacted Reports, a Delta Green podcast. It's Saturday, and Arcel arrives at Rowan's house in Sacramento. The flags out front remind everyone that this is the Rainbow House. You do not see her neighbor's vehicles parked in front. They've gone away for an extended weekend. Ross and Regan, you arrive first at the home. Are we sure this is the right place? Uh, yeah. And Regan flips through her notes to self to double check. Yeah, yeah, it's, I think it's that one. All right, I guess, uh, I guess we'll just go in. Close the door, walk up and knock on the door. As you get to the door, you see a pretty hefty locking system on the door, and it looks like the door itself is reinforced. Well, if I had any doubts whether this was <laughs> Rowan's, I don't anymore. Mm-hmm. She opens up the door after a moment. You hear several of the locks unlocking before the door opens, and there she is on the other side. She looks a little bit more worse for wear than the last time you saw her. There's a angry red scar on her cheek that's held together by butterfly bandages. And uh, she definitely seems to be limping a bit. And her hair is kind of, it's brushed down, but it's not as kempt as it usually is. You do also notice that there are a few different shades of bruises in various blooming phases across the visual parts of her body, like her head, neck, hands. Hi, it's not as bad as it looks. Are you sure? Okay, good, because I'm not a doctor. I'm not going to be able to help you. Are you, you got like, oh, well, you've got, you, did you get checked out by someone else? Or is this a self-care thing? Oh, no, there was an emergency room involved, and I'm on some very good antibiotics. Okay. So, uh, yeah, I'll, uh, it's part of the, it's part of the story that I need to tell about what's been going on. Stars, it's just been this week. Come in, uh, come in, sorry. Uh, mind your step, it's a little bit dim in here. Light sensitivity. No problem. Rooster and River, you pull up shortly thereafter. You see a newer Toyota Prius parked in front, but you don't see Glass's car. Well, I, I guess that's the, uh, the new people. Yep, Disaster Twins are here. Uh... Huh. Apparently, Glass's car has been a long-term rental, maybe? Uh, well, hopefully she's here, um, and we'll have to find out what's going on. Yeah, let's go check it out. I'll walk up, use my key, and kind of slowly peek my head in with a hand up my side. You know, one of these days doing that's going to get you shot. Eh, it's happened before. Eh, you look like hammered shit. 
Thanks. Feel like it, too. Good. How's the other guy? No longer with us. Good job. Well, are you, you okay? You look, you look terrible. <laughs> you know, a lady likes to hear how bad she looks. It's, it's fantastic. <laughs> no, I'm... Come in, make yourselves at home. There's uh, the usual drinks in the fridge, and I can make coffee for people. Um... Rooster's already sitting on the couch with a monster from the fridge, putting his feet up on the table. As you can see, they've been here before. I say to Ross and Reagan. <laughs> right. Um, coffee sounds great. Cool. I'll go and brew up uh, a pot. Come back with that. All right. So um, I'll just go ahead and get my uh, elephant in the room out of the way because everyone's looking at me like I'm about to fall apart. Oh, no, I know better. <laughs> <laughs> You know better than to let me see that you think I'm going to fall apart. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yes, that. Um, I tracked down the Weber clone. Oh, excellent. Yeah, he was out in the backwoods of Oregon, and he was uh, not far away from a camp of conspiracy nuts, and the conspiracy nuts were where things started going wrong. That's where it started going wrong? I might have made a mistake. Or five. Um, yeah, they they picked up that Weber was a clone. They know they knew about the the moles on the outside of the wrist and the back of the neck, and they were real wary of him. Uh, but didn't do a whole lot against him because I mean you've seen the guy. He's a he's a he was a gorilla. And where is Weber Prime? As far as I know, still where he's supposed to be. Last I talked to him, anyway. And where is Weber 2.0, and do we need to monitor the dump-slash-river-slash-hole-on-the-ground? <laughs> Please tell me it's not a septic tank. Funny you say that. No. <laughs> no. No, but close. Uh, but I'm, I actually need to back up a little bit, because uh, Weber... Whoever showed up to this camp that all of these conspiracy nuts were at, their neighbors, and he'd stopped in to talk to them for a minute, saw my car, and was like, ooh, what the hell? Which, fair. And then after he left, they turned on a brain blast device that uh, was supposed to disable alien technology. Dropped me unconscious. That was fun. And I woke up in a dog kennel in a shed. Because they were convinced that I was an alien. Hmm... So, uh, later that night, I was able to lockpick the padlock open and get out, and then they were chasing me. There was a net and a trident involved. It was, honestly, looking back, one of the most surreal experiences of my life. That sounds insane. It was. A gladiator or something? You know, uh, I guess they were, or thought they were. It was dark enough that me not having my glasses wasn't crippling, which is good, because they took them. Serious question. The net and the trident, is that related to anything fishy? Not that I'm aware of, but I'm not ruling it out. Okay. Uh, and then I found uh, a claymore. Almost found it with my foot. And then there were a whole bunch of other claymores. And pit traps with sharpened stakes. And human shit on the stakes. Which is why I said it was funny you said that. Got it. And then I was caught between Weber with night vision 
and the crazy conspiracy theory people, and uh, it went bad. For them, I take it. I didn't see them again for a while. And for him, well, it almost went really bad for me, and then he ended up in the pit trap on his own stakes, and then somehow he got out of that. And also, I discovered a new ability that I don't ever want to replicate, because that really fucking hurt. Okay. Is it something you want to talk about? And also, I can kill you with my mind. Hey, um, what was that X-Men person with the brain shenanigan shit? Do you mean Professor X? No, the chick. That had to do with fire and brain powers and stuff. Phoenix? Yeah. She had a little bit of everything. Yeah. Yeah, maybe I'll just start calling you that instead of glasses. Please don't. Okay. Um, I got a call out when that was over. And uh, Sam, my office mate, um, was going to get, got the local people out in my direction. And then a bunch of dark SUVs showed up. I heard them find the body, but it didn't show up on any of the official reports. And then I saw the DEA agent who had arrested Alexia Preston. He was up at the camp with the conspiracy nuts. Apparently they'd already been coming out that direction for that reason. And my call pulled them down in my direction. And when he gave my badge back to me, uh, I guess he caught the right angle of the mirrors and the hound grabbed him. Oh. In front of me. Fuck. Yeah. And then the two people who were driving the vehicle tried very hard to convince me that I had had some sort of traumatic brain injury and didn't see what I actually saw. So program. Pretty sure I just met the program. Great. Got a ride from them, too. They were assholes. Wait, so you you saw the hound too? Yeah. Okay. Uh and then uh I got all taken care of, dealt with at the emergency room, lots of antibiotics because human shit is full of all sorts of fun things and I got several splinters in me. And as I was leaving, I found a business card in my wallet. I still haven't heard back. I tried calling and told her to email me back uh for a Dr. Michelle Park. <coughs> <clears throat> ah. Sorry about your table and the spit take all over it. I see the name means something to you, because that's where my story ends for the most part, besides getting y'all out here, and now I want to hear what else has been going on. I was going to toss it over to Ross and Reagan for their run-in with Preston, but who's Park? I don't know exactly. She is a... Cold, manipulative bitch. She's the one... (sighs) She did my final, quote, evaluation after I ran into the spider in Afghanistan the first time and basically tried to get me to pin all the problems on my captain. And when I didn't gave me a dishonorable discharge for all the problems on me instead. Except apparently that never happened, and I don't know why. All I know is she's better at getting in your head than you are. And that was 2015. And I'm not talking about brain shenanigans. She is a scary 
smart. Shoot her on sight. All right. I suspect then that she's part of the program. I, you know, I've tried not to think about her in the last eight, nine years, but um, putting it together now, I wouldn't doubt that. Well, the incident in Afghanistan was what brought you to Delta Green attention, and we snapped you rather quickly before anyone else could. You got sniped, my friend. Honestly, I... I God, I've tried not to think about this, but I wouldn't be surprised if she was trying to do that too, and I, um... Like a sucker, did the right thing again and paid for it, so... I'm used to that, though. Funny how that works sometimes. Alright, I don't have any further data points on her at the moment, but... And Rowan will actually pick up an index card and write the name Michelle Park and stick it onto her corkboard behind the the couch. And Ross and Reagan, for the first time you see, there's a giant fucking murder board on the wall behind her couch. Yowza. Rooster flips it off. You, You don't get to flip it off every time you walk into my house. Your finger's going to get tired. No, not the board, just her. Yeah, fair enough. Right. So we'll put that data point to the side for the moment until we know what it connects to besides probably program. Ross and Reagan, what'd you find out about Alexia? Um, we ran into her at a work event, uh, fundraiser thing, and kind of independently, both of us met, like, uh... Her assistant. Yeah, independently, both of us kind of met her assistant and then her... And kind of got separately involved in different things with her. You in her beauty, skincare business, and then me in some weird organization that I don't know much about. Going for the full set? Something like that. <sighs> yeah. I only saw the hound briefly in my rearview mirror and just kind of tried to avoid seeing it because I'd seen it before. I got the gym. Um, and I honestly thought I could, this might still be seeing stuff, so I didn't think anything of it. But I think, uh, Reagan, you saw the Hound just this week, right? Leaving the Grove? Well, that's, uh, well, we, we weren't, uh, oh, well, I might have had more than one encounter with the Hound in the last few days. Um, so Alexia's assistant invited me to an event for her makeup and, and beauty product company. We went out to Asphodel Meadows, this this place we had a garden party thing. Um, anyway, so I I've, believe I've already mentioned this to, to Rowan, but somebody was sending me messages online that were freaking me out a little bit. They seemed to know about our previous work um, and have been taking photographs of us. So they're they're stalking us. But it wasn't clear who or what their who they were or what their intentions were. While I was at this party, they were texting me and they were clearly there. They're, they were emailing me rather. And uh, so I looked around and I spotted them and uh, Alexia caught me looking at this person. And I probably did a stupid thing, which was to say, let's go find out what's up with this person. So we followed this person into a... Uh, into the forest around this uh, big garden and Alexia just 
sicked the hound on them before I could really find out exactly what they were doing. I unfortunately think they were trying to help us. I think they were trying to give us information about the hound and whatever organization is is empowering Alexia to do all of this. Um, but she just sort of threw her sunglasses on the ground and the, the reflection of the sunglasses, I guess, was enough to, to call the hound and let it loose on this person. Who was this person? Do you know? This person... <laughs> Funny you should ask. So the police showed up at our work a few days later. Yeah, that um, was fun. Yeah, asking about uh, this person. Debbie Todd. Debbie Todd. Debbie Todd. Um, According to... Do you know who that is? Do you know who it is? I don't know who it is, but I know that the program has her stuff. That they got her... Well, her laptop, her tablet, her phone, everything got collected, and Sam was real curious if I knew who that was. I didn't. I still don't. He's digging. Well, they... They were definitely stalking Reagan and I, more so Reagan. Oh my god. Ross, what if those weren't the police? <laughs> Good, thank goodness we didn't tell them anything. I don't know. Oh my god. Um. So anyway, a couple days later, the police showed up at our work, maybe, and were asking about her because my... They could. They had all of her laptops and and stuff, and saw our correspondence. So they were asking if we knew who she was, and I could relatively honestly say I didn't. But it was pretty obvious that she was stalking me and sending me things that I didn't want. So they kind of let it go for now. But um, somehow they knew that I was one of the last people to have spoken to Debbie, according to her network, who whoever, I guess, reported her missing, um, they must have known that Debbie was trying to contact me. And someone tracked that back to the garden party because they, they already knew where I was and that, that Debbie was there, but they didn't find her. We didn't say anything about Alexia, though, and we are actively trying to keep her away from this knowledge. The other thing about Alexia that I think we found out is she may have a book that is apparently has some sort of knowledge about how to control the hound. Okay. I don't know a lot about books. I say looking over at River. That's about all I know about this book. I just know that she has it and that that's... Do you got a name on it or... Divermis Mysterious. And apparently it has something to do with how to control the hound and Alexia has it. Do you know, happen to know who wrote it? No. No. There's uh, a number of books out there that I thought were legend and, you know, old wives' tales. Apparently a lot of them are real, and most of them don't have a traceable author, or they're a collection from a number of people gathering spells and and mystical things over the course of time. Um, And I suspect this must be one of those. And you knew about all these things before Delta Green? I mean, in the way that any kid gets interested in weird topics and looks them up, you don't really think they're real. You just look into lore of other cultures and things like that. Oh, sure. I was real deep into Egyptology for a while. Yeah, exactly. The Book of the Dead being a wonderful example. Mm-hmm. God, that's probably real. Oh, my God. 
At this rate. So, um, I was at this event with my partner and he wound up meeting one of the leaders, I guess, in this thing. Um, Gladys something. Um, anyway, she, she had a fancy title, Aristichthonia. Um, I don't know. It had a vibe to it. But yeah, as, as we were leaving, I also saw the, the beast in the rearview mirror. And then again... When... Uh, we almost hit someone, and then you said the beast. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, we had a... Ross and I had a work thing where we had to go to this place, the Grove. They're, they're weird and... Weird as shit. They're weird as shit. Did they give you drugs? No, but we did get, we had some weird experiences. Yeah, weird, it's, it's complicated and also weird, like, we signed, there's an NDA involved and. Yeah. Yeah, we we probably shouldn't say too much. some of that is still other work related because I, I. Yeah. No, we can tell them this. Um, We believe that some of these books that we are looking for might potentially be housed at the Grove. Um, they they may be collectors of these items as it relates to their own obsession with the occult. But I don't know. What is this grove? The grove is, uh, it's a secret society. We're getting into the realms of, of uh, men with power who seek grandeur from above. And it's, it's related to work. They're one of our clients now. Yeah. Um, I wonder if Clopper is a member. Oh, I'd bet money from what you've said. Well, if he likes owls, that's great. Um, We're connected to them. I mean, this kind of goes back to our incident in in how we got Mm. um, pulled into this. I don't know if he he likes owls or not. He's uh, he likes he likes knowledge, especially the sort of knowledge that we're interested in. Um, he's he's head of a company called Cypress Securities. Oh, oh. no! Wait, ah. how do you know Cypress? <laughs> That's a name that just ping ponged around the room. <laughs> That's a, it's um. Let's just say attorney client privilege. Oh goody. Um, <clears throat> whew, okay, note that down. The Grove. We've got at least got a general location and organization for the creepy cult this time. So that's a positive. If they're like rich and powerful cult, I'm not touching that with a with a 12-foot stick. That's the sort of thing that comes arrowing down on us this, very fast. This is a club that presidents are in. I, I don't know that we can go full force at anything. We might be able to do something small to learn more, but I, I don't this is not something we can disassemble. Oh, I'm not saying that yet. We definitely don't have enough intel. I'm just saying at least we have, like, the intel on it. We know a place and a group, which is definitely more than we had last time for a long time. That is true. Yeah, this is probably why our organization is not part of the government anymore. And being able to move fast and hit hard is a nice benefit. Anyway, when you were leaving the grove, we almost hit someone in the road, and when we looked back, I didn't see anyone, but Reagan in the mirror saw the hound. Uh, 
Yeah, I don't, I don't know who. It looked like somebody just kind of walked out of the, uh, out of the like woods on the side of the road, and the hound just went straight for him. So we have no idea who it was, or if they were. So that's just that's unfortunately a, a lead we're not we don't have. Okay. Yeah. Hmm. But the hound is being really active. The other thing I wonder, you saw it, glasses. You two saw it. I saw it once. Sherlock, did you see it? I haven't seen it. Okay. But I've learned some things about it. Well, um, it's a good to note that you're the only one who hasn't seen it recently, because, like you said, it's uh, real active, and it's all over the place, and it's all around us. I don't know. I don't know if it's around us so much as we're happening to be in the right places, or the wrong places. Yeah, wrong places. Quinky dinks and shit. Well, River, what did you find out about the hound? Oh well. Uh, uh, f- f- first of all, this this may be a little bit paranoid on my part, but uh, I I got something for he- for you. I think you should. Uh, probably wear these and he pulls a set of uh, rose tinted sports goggles with a strap out of his pocket and hands them to you are we going underwater no they they've got a strap no hinges hinges are an angle that's a good point it it can travel through sharp angles not through mirrors you can see it through reflected refractions so mirrors how you see it, but it travels through angles. Angles. That's why it's called the Hound of the Angles. That makes sense. Mm-hmm. Yep, yep. Uh, but the uh, the other side is it has a weakness. It gets disrupted by curves and, and spheres, circles. Oh, shit. That makes sense. We were almost onto it with the damn dome. Well, I've... I'll wait, but I've got something about domes. Or spheres. There, okay. Pin that thought. I got a contraption, I guess you'd call it, which, uh, if it works like I hope it works, it could uh, at least trap it. But it it's it's going to take time to set it up, so we need to be able to like predict where this thing is going to be. Uh, I guess that means we have to contact Alexia, don't we? Not necessarily. Possibly. That is, that is one angle of attack. Don't say angle. Thank you. <sighs> we are running out of words that we're able to use. Anyway. <laughs> definitely throws a curveball in. That's better. Regardless, um, I have a data point of one that the DEA agent who arrested Alexia was the one that I saw get snatched. She's sicking it on to people. So, if you two are still friendly with her and you're able to convince her that you need help getting that sicked onto a specific spot that might work or I can start digging and see well start digging into the paperwork that isn't supposed to exist on a DEA raid and see uh, who else might have been involved there or it sounds like maybe a business rival of Alexia's might have been at events question mark I don't know if it was business, some her business, so much as our business. 
I, 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 it's deeply unclear what this person was trying to give us. I think it was more in the realm of she's committing crimes than it was she is horny in on my makeup business. If that makes sense. Be gay, do crimes? I don't know. <laughs> oh, did you say horny or horning? I also heard horny, but... <laughs> mm, nope. <laughs> oh, horning. damn, I got excited. Oh, sorry. You people are so single-minded. No, I can think in like five separate tracks, and I'm thinking about this one because it, it entertains me as opposed to making me go curl up in a ball under my bed and never move again. Oh, oh, and incidentally, and River makes makes the gesture with his hands, clowns, we're going to have to do something about them, but that doesn't seem so urgent right now. Oh, you, you remember my, my, my co-worker, Trevor? Yes. Yeah. Um, his his clone is working at EPA. I have no idea what happened to the original. Great. Hmm. Can you slap him with a fish again? The one we rescued from the boxes. We don't yeah. know what happened to him after that. But his clone is functioning essentially unnoticed. Yeah. Yeah. I've I came across a, uh, another one running a pizza joint in some tiny little town in the in middle of nowhere, Nevada. If you say Golconda, I swear to God. Okay, I will not say Golconda. It was Golconda, wasn't it? Son of a bitch. It was the thing I will not say. <laughs> that was where I interviewed people who had been, now we know, cloned. Oh, goody. There's something about that place. But right now... The clones are low on the priority list, specifically because they don't seem to be causing trouble, at least at the moment. I've got, well, I have names and, and addresses, at least for the people that we were able to rescue. And not to sound like a pessimist like I usually do, but it's not like they haven't been doing this for thousands of years anyway. Well, there's a mood. Hmm. So, unless we have another clone turn up who's like Weber, who is actively dangerous, and he very much was, unless we have something like that turn up again, I think we leave that on the back burner to be dealt with when it becomes an issue, because we've got enough other issues to deal with without going sticking in that one. Another thing I just thought of is, if we need someone as bait for Alexia, that we're trying to tell her we want to... Maybe get the hound to attack. And we're trying to get rid of a dangerous clone. Maybe we could, I don't know, use it that way. Oh yeah, then we can just sick it on him. Well, not Trevor. I don't, I'm not worried about Trevor. Unless you are looking at River. Nobody worries about Trevor. Nobody takes him seriously. Most especially Trevor. That's what makes him dangerous. Right under the radar. All right, so that is a, a worthwhile uh, idea to pursue. Um, Rooster, I believe I sent you on an assignment. Yeah. Um, first, though, uh, those conspiracy podcast nut jobs, they were stalking me, but I chased them off, intimidated them, and then got your brother donuts, but we're all good now. Wait, what? Oh, yeah, I got, he arrested me and then I turned myself in and I brought donuts to be nice and he said I was being stereotypical, but they dropped the charges, so it's all good. Which brother? Glasses brother number four. That's what he is in my, in my phone. 
Is it the one closest in age to me? Yeah, I think. Oh, Peter. Okay. Yeah, that's it. You okay. need to get their actual names in your phone if you're going to keep doing this. It's not like I was planning on... Okay, shit, I will need to because he invited me and Lana to your pl- place for Thanksgiving. Um, oh, that's good to know. Next week. Yeah, I... I Not like I've seen you to tell you. Sorry. Anyway, um, <sighs> you s- sicked me on Jacob Silas Simmons. Um, I found him. I did some actual, like, detective work, you'd be proud of me. And I used the internet. Wow. Yeah. Um, anyway, I found him. He's shacking up with uh, an influencer chick down in Monterey. Met him at a bar and made friends with him. Uh, funny, he was also at Camp Fucked in the past and had a spider tattoo on his shoulder. We bonded over shared experiences, if you know what I mean. Unfortunately. But yeah, that tattoo, he's the original Spider-J. The one I imploded stole the name. Because the real Spider-J started bringing something back from Afghanistan called Lao. That's the Black Lotus. Um, And when you take it, you can see the hound and you can interact with it. He got high as fuck and started petting something there I couldn't see. And then he said, oh yeah, it ran off to go do its own thing. But here's the important point. I I memorized these words and wrote them down later. When Trang passes, I will then be the Lord of Truth. And then he also said, "Um, when you take Lao, thank Sugaran, and think about a perfect sphere or the one-horned bastard will come. And that's what I was saying, the sphere. Okay, but that first part, why do you, how do you know that's important? Because it sounds like nonsense. Exactly. Yeah, but so does most of the things that Jackson says. And I mean, it was one of those things where there's drugged out high nonsense and then nonsense that actually you can tell means something and that was meant something when he said it. And he was petting the fucking invisible hound while he said it. I kind of figured it was important. And yeah, then I saw it in a reflection of the window as I was leaving. Uh, Okay, it was Trang, did you say? Yeah. Does anybody know what Trang is? No idea. I just made sure I remembered that. But let's uh, put a pin in that, I guess, and uh, stick it on the board with no strings. Yeah. Uh, Get to add to the murder board today. It's fun. So I'll write the phrase down and all the rest of it and then pin that to the board. Oh, wait. Also, I forgot. Rooster reaches into a cargo pocket and then pulls out, like, an Altoids tin. I've got a whole bunch of lao. You want to lead with that? (laughs) I was trying to, like, build up. Yeah, I've got some. So, um, I've got a whole bunch of the Black Lotus shit. Yeah, I don't think it's the reaction with the reverb that was making people's hearts explode. I think it has something to do with the Hound when they took it. So, Hmm. just guessing. No, I have not taken this, and I don't plan to. Thank you very much. 
Rooster hand, puts it in his other hand, which you look and see this really slick-looking carbon fiber weave and stainless steel appendage on his arm now. Oh, look at you. You're all part cyborg now. Yeah, you know? It's cool, actually. Check this out. Reaches, twists off the hand, reaches into another cargo pocket, hooks something on that looks 3D printed in gray. Check this out. Extends the arm and shoots a nerf guard at Sherlock. Um, can I make a uh, dodge roll on that? Yes. <laughs> yes, back to season one. Yay. 93 out of 33. The nerf dart sticks on River's forehead. Sweet. I'll have to tell the dungeon master that it's got good aim, too. Good accuracy, too. We'll reach up to my forehead and pull it off. While they're fucking around with nerf darts, I'm, I'm pulling out my phone and shoot a quick message off to Sam to tell him about this Trang person and be like, anything you can find on this person as connected to Simmons would be super helpful. I don't know who this is, but they seem important to what's going on. Would you mention Todd to him? Because now you know who that is. Yeah, I'll add on to that message. Also, other people have run into Debbie Todd. She seems like she may have been trying to get information to two of my teammates. Unsure. She was stalking them. Still figuring that out, but the hound got her. You get a response back. Sure, I could look into that. Any other people to tie to? Because Not Like Trang is a common name. Hmm, this Vietnamese food is good. There's many, 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 many people named Trang. Possibly someone also connected to Alexia Preston. That doesn't help at all, I know. Ew. Yeah, well, she seems to be at the core of the latest hound attacks. Double ew. Triple ew, even. Oh, uh... Tell him Jacob Silas Simmons, too, because he was definitely part of the distribution for Lao, maybe Reverb. Well, one of the reasons why we sent you is because we, we, we couldn't track him with FBI magic. Okay, I was going to be mad for leaving me down in the loop, but I feel better now. Okay. We, we needed someone on the ground, and you're one of the better stalker people I can find. Okay, now I'm mad again, but cool. You're a sniper. You're a professional stalker. I'm settled now. Go ahead. Try to tell me I'm wrong. Drink. Oh, look. My monster's empty. I'll be back. Okay. Are there any other tidbits of information that we haven't pulled on yet? I don't think so, except that that book, we need to get it away from Alexia. <sighs> I think that's... The main... I don't know if she can still control the hound without it or not. Or her away from it. Right. No, that's not a bad thought. I'm just saying, bomb makers never have fingers, um, and the hound sure disposes of things cleanly, and we already know she's murdering people with it, so... I hate to be the one to point this out. But in order for us to be able to control this, one of us has to take that. She says, pointing at the Altoid box. 
Because from what I understand, that was why the fellow in the dome was able to call the hound in. Remember that? Yeah. I was thinking more not controlling it. It it was just a thought I hadn't gone that far down the line. Just a way of making her lose control. And hey, there's a ribeye in front of it. Yeah, it's not necessarily that she has to... Or that one of us needs to control it. It's just that... It seems like if you are not in control of it yourself, it will go for you, possibly. Hmm. Hence the think of spheres. Do not think of angles. And what happens if two people try to control it at the same time? Who has the stronger will? Maybe. So what's our next step? How big is this contraption? About a 12 foot diameter. So we're going to want somewhere pretty private to set that up. Yeah? Um, I suppose so. Certainly don't want it to be disturbed. It's got to be at the exact right angles. I mean, behind your place, there's that hill with the creek. Do we want to be bringing this anywhere near anywhere we inhabit? Mm, I do not. Yeah, I think we need to find somewhere else. Also, does this contraption need to stay constructed for, like, Mm -hmm. ever to hold this thing? I don't think so. No, but maybe. Like, do we need to dig a hole in the ground and pour concrete around it and make sure it doesn't go anywhere? At least the center ball. Oh, I know a concrete guy. I'll bet you do. Well, I've been working on my general contractor license, so I'm making connections. Good for you. We might be able to trap it in a smaller piece. Okay. But that will still need to stay in one piece, right? Even if it's not in the big 12-foot structure? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I, I'm not I'm not throwing rocks at the idea. I just need to know what our parameters are. Yeah, I, uh, that's a good thing to know. But yeah, it's kind of a crystal ball. Of course it is. And so, as long as it's still a ball, I think it will still work. Sphere. Okay. And if it is smaller, like a crystal ball, and Rowan will make the gesture of about the size of a bowling ball, that's easier, at least, to drop in a hole with concrete. Uh, Handler, how big were these spheres that I bought? Ten inch diameter. Yeah, yeah, more or less bowling ball sized. Okay, that that is easier to contain if we can get it into that. I don't understand how this works. Is the contraption to call it in and then it gets trapped in the ball in the center? Um, the contraption is kind of to to amplify things and and get it, yeah, more or less guide it into the. So if it travels via angles and we get it trapped in a sphere, it can't get out. Is the idea right? Yeah, but there's a lot of mirrors in this contraption to to kind of focus and amplify. I use lasers, and it 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 kind of amplifies the lasers as they get to the center, and and then and then hits the spheres. So you're not even pretending to not be a mad scientist anymore, is what you're saying? He went to the burn as a mad scientist. He's not hiding anymore. I'm I'm quite calm. I'm not at all angry. I'm not mad at you anyway. At the moment. Oh shit, I gotta up my game. Alright. 
So then we need to find a place where we can set up this 12-foot contraption in privacy, away from anyone that we care about, preferably out in a rural area if we can, but also someplace that we can get Alexia Preston to go to, theoretically, so she can call the hound. Yeah, unless we figure out how to call the hound ourselves. I mean, I feel like we were about to go down that road back at the burn with the meditation or whatever. Yeah, if we were still at the burn, this would fit in just as another art installation. Yeah, but we didn't have that information there, so... I don't think we can wait till August for next year. I don't either. But you're you're right, Ross. That is what it's sounding like, is the, the meditation focusing on the sphere and the words? Question mark? Thank Sugaron. Thank Sugaron? Is the Warnhorn bastard the hound, or is this something else that might get attracted? Well, it's thank Sugaron, and also... Think about a perfect sphere, or else the one-horned bastard will come. Did, did the thing? Did this thing have one horn? I saw it so briefly. So it's just been flashes with lots and lots of legs. Um, Dan, can I do a like? I don't. I don't want an Arcana check. What do I want in this game? A cult a check. Cult. <laughs> <laughs> I want Cross an Arcana check. <laughs> yeah, I'd like. I'd like to see if I know anything about Sugaron or. Yeah. The Lord of any, Truth. Any of these names ping in anything. I'm pretty sure I'll lose, but can I try? Do we want to make this a uh, a group thing? I've got a 13 in a cult. <laughs> got a 14. I have a tw- I have a 26. I, I don't know. My unnatural is higher than my occult, and that's scary. <laughs> yes. Or I can roll unnatural. Right, I have a low unnatural again because I have a new character. <laughs> All right, Dan, what's the word? All right, for those of you that want to know, want to see if they know anything about Sugaron or the bastard with one horn, go ahead and give me an occult roll. Is everybody going to do this? Sure, why not? All I'll right. Critical fail. Uh, 81 out of 13. 42 of 26. Nothing. Ought four out of 38. Excellent. 45 on 50. Excellent. River and Reagan, you both recall Sugaron from different sources, you know, obviously between the two of you. River, Sugaron was described by Andrelonius as a fish-like being with webbed feet with a very long tusk and leathery wings, and the wings themselves might be fins. It was an obscure comment. Reagan, you remember hearing a story, um, it was a horror story written about soldiers in Vietnam. There was a creature with black leather skin that had a large single horn on its head and it walked around wearing corpses of unfortunate souls and it attacked both the North Vietnamese as well as the American armies when they went to a small section of Vietnam. What you remember most about it, though, part of the story was that it was swept away in a typhoon along with about 20 or 30 other souls into the sea. 
it was in a, a small compendium of short stories that you thought was fake or fictional. Ross, give me a sanity roll. What did you get for your critical fumble, actually? 44 out of 14. 44 out of 14. Okay, cool. That gives me the severity. We're just sitting here. I had already checked a cult. This was dumb of me to even try. Oh, yeah, I get to check this. Let me give you a sanity roll. Ot seven. Excellent. You do not lose any sanity. But you get this mental image of a black, leathery-skinned creature with a very large horn on its head, as well as a tusk. It also carries another horn, and its wings behind it are flapping. And it's just a mental image for you. Behind it, you see uncle or grandfather, the swirling mass of things. And then you come to. Ross is just, Ross is just very quiet. I shoot a nerf dart at him. Hey, earth to uh. Ross, there's something in your mouth. You feel something wiggling and squirming in your mouth. I open my mouth. You open your mouth and everyone sees a banana yellow slug fall from Ross's mouth. Does this look like something we've seen before? No. Okay. Banana yellow. I kind of got worried there. Rowan freezes for a second and then moves as fast as she can into her kitchen to grab Tupperware to scoop this thing into and close it up. <clears throat> what the fuck? That's a very good question. Bruce just got his K-bar out just very calmly watching this Tupperware. Am I able to scoop it in okay? Absolutely. Okay. Oh, okay, have you been to any orgies recently? No, I don't. It's for, for a weird look. It's relevant. Don't don't ask. Okay. Um, I got a weird mental image when I was trying to think if I knew anything about those those things you were saying, and got a mental image of a creature with one horn, um, and another creature I encountered before. Um, sure you encountered before? And, and Ruth, Verwin knows about it. Um, oh, the thing that tore your car apart? Yes. Or the pumpkin hucker? The former. Okay. <laughs> okay, I, I, think, I think I read about this sugar on. It honestly sounds like something out of a fish cult. Yay. And yeah, it has a it has a tusk. It so sounds ho horny fish. Where does this sound familiar? What were you saying, Reagan? Um, yeah, I don't know. It it kind of sounded familiar to me too, but in a definitely not super whatever rooster was just implying. Um, yeah, I don't know. A creature that that uh, had a large horn. It was kind of. I guess leathery, maybe. I don't Black know. Black and leathery, it, yeah. Yeah, it's got. I don't know. I mean, it was a gruesome little, like, well, I don't know, messed up fairy tale sort of thing. But it it walked around with corpses and and attacked soldiers and I don't know. It it took them out to sea. I don't know. I guess that's looping back to this fish thing again, huh? But it doesn't sound like the hound. Don't think. 
No, completely different. Right, but what the fuck was that thing that came out of my mouth? Have you been upside down recently? No. It's a slug of some variety, I think. Have you been to Santa Cruz recently? No, no, I don't. Didn't go anywhere. Didn't eat anything weird. I don't know. Yeah, and you, you haven't vomited up slugs before. Never. Um, is it, is it, is it alive? Yep, it's wiggling its little antenna around. Oh God. Sorry. Uh, Here, let's get you some water. Thank you. Yeah. Ross just like leaves the room. <laughs> I'm worried about that boy. Yeah. I'm starting to think it's less of the disaster twins and more just walking disaster and boss bitch. I mean, you're not wrong. It happens once in a while. Eh, now and again. Okay. But that happened when we were all trying to think of something that we knew about this thing. Which kind of lends credence to the idea that us focusing on it in a meditative state might do something. As long as we're very, very, very effing careful. And think about spheres. Not whatever they were thinking of. Okay, so so Sugaron is the one-horned bastard, not the hound. Seems that way. That's what I was guessing from the way that that was phrased, that we had to think of a perfect sphere or else the thing that you're thinking of would come. Yeah. I have no idea what this has to do with the hound, though. Yeah, I don't want to deal with a whole, whole nother monster. Right. Unless it's... It could be, like, the owner or creator of the hounds or something. Oh, there's a scary thought. Then that's why if we're trying to get rid of the hound, then think about a perfect sphere or else, it, you know, it pulls the leash. I don't know. Oh, that's... I hate that, but that sounds right. Again, it happens once in a while. But anyway, I mean, there's no way to know. We've got some memories about a book. The only decent intel we've got about it is thank the thing I'm starting to worry about saying the name and then think about a perfect sphere. So whatever we do for bait, we probably all want to be thinking about perfect spheres when we do it. Well, you think about Elena's chest all the time anyway. Those aren't perfect spheres. I was trying to be nice and not go there, but yeah. If they're perfect spheres, there's something wrong. Rowan, you get a message from Sam. The first one is an image, and it shows an African-American black fellow standing next to a Asian woman in a long doctor's coat. He captions at the end, Simmons and Dr. Trang Duck Beyond. Another image comes by. Alexia Preston is posing with the same woman. I'll text back, who is this? Or rather, I suppose the better question is, who is this to Alexia? Dr. Beyond is a executive on an advocacy alliance group for the Chow Chow American Advocacy Alliance. They are a Vietnamese American cultural society. She is a physician in Southern California. She is currently retired. And thanks to a little bit of magic, she is Alexia Preston's GHP. Here is her address. Beautiful. 
I'll share that with the rest of the class and be like, Road trip, anyone? I can get my stock on. <laughs> there is a fundraising meal going on on Tuesday. You might want to go. Look who is listed as one of the speakers. Ms. Alexia Preston. Hey, Reagan, Ross, how are you at getting people into fundraising meals? <sighs> Way ahead of you. Brilliant. <laughs> <laughs> Ross is walking back in at this point, and they've just like cleaned up their face, and I all I heard was funders and dinners, and I am all over it. Well, we got a full tank of gas, half a flat of energy drinks, it's day, and she's wearing pink glasses. Hit it. I'm Tiana Hansen, and I play Rowan. I'm Seth Jones, and I play River. I'm Ben Sislowski, and I play Rooster. I'm Joseph Newman, and I play Ross. I'm Christy Bauer, and I play Reagan. I'm Dan Voshkevich, the Handler. Our story is based on the role-playing game Delta Green by Arc Dream Publishing. Delta Green is created by Dennis Detweiler, Adam Scott Glancy, and John Scott Tynes. Season 6 is based on two stories. The first is Reverberations by Shane Ivey, and the other is an original story by me, Dan Voshkevich. If you like our story, there are a few ways you can support us. First, you can check out our Patreon page, www.patreon.com slash theredactedreports. Patrons of our podcast will receive early access to episodes, Rowan's written reports for each story, as well as other goodies and opportunities exclusive to our patrons. We offer special thanks to our $20 and up patrons, Stephen Schwartz, Tom Padula, M.S. Asnikar, Heather Ney, Jen Obertaz, Jake Blair, Bomb Clancy, Kit Thompson, Danny, Lady Bedivere, Shrek Manning, Red Dead Coquette, Blardimus, Ginger Fury, Dr. Christian Lehman, Kate DB, Mickey Maki, Robbie Nowell, Naya Fenris, J. Matthews85, O. Mateo, Flynn Gallagher, Phoenix Team Handler Dennis, Knitting Daddy Greg, Multicam Yeti, Scott Miller, and Rogue. If you can't support us directly, that's okay. Please support us by telling people about us. Leave a review wherever you get your podcast and follow us on all the usual social media sites. Also, check out our website, www.theredactedreportspodcast.com. All of our handouts are archived there. And if you have any questions, comments, or concerns, you can reach out to Agent Harker through the contact form there. The Redacted Reports is edited and produced by Tiana Hansen and is distributed by Quest and Chaos. If you like what you hear with us, give Quest and Chaos YouTube and Twitch channels a visit. They play Dungeons & Dragons and Call of Cthulhu on a weekly basis. Additional undercurrent music, Rowan Rising, was composed and orchestrated by Alan Strickland. You could find him at alanstrickland.net. That's Alan, A-L-L-E-N, for his classical compositions. Join us next week. Our own reality bends and shifts, molding the facades we carry daily into grotesque visions we can barely imagine. Echoes of the Monarch will take us beyond this industrial hellscape to a verdant valley filled with creeping horrors, the Grand Ball making ghouls of us all. <laughs>